day and good evening, morning, time, afternoon. My name's Taggart, and this is Brandon, and this is the Tag and Brando podcast that you stumbled across, or maybe you knew about it all along. We're going to talk about stuff today. We're going to hit up a question of the day, maybe a triggered memory, talk about the new, what's new with us this week. And so that's what we do. Come for the conversation. Leave as best friends. That's how, that's how, that's what we like to say. How, but are we starting out as best friends? Well, you we and uh, you and I are, but these people who okay. come for the conversation, they'll leave as best. That's we always say that. Okay, good. <laughs> We're bringing in more best friends. That's right. That's how this works. Right. This is what it's about. So, anyways, uh, how are you doing, Mister Sir? I am doing well. We had another uh, earthquake here. Just did you really randomly? Yeah. Like I didn't know that. 4.3 or something. No, it just literally happened like an hour ago while I was doing dishes. What? Yeah, I did not even notice. And Stephanie's like, did you feel that? And I'm like, I'm doing dishes. I'm standing I'm standing on an ergonomic pad. <laughs> so, so no. So it's just absorbing all that. <laughs> yeah. So Crazy. It is crazy. It's like. I think that Utah's just going to break off from the United States. I know, seriously. It's like going to fall into a sinkhole or something because we have not had an earthquake in the long time that I've been here. And now it's just like, "Ah, every couple of days we'll just rumble something around here. So, yeah. Plates are restless. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, man, how are you doing? I'm doing good, sir. Good. We got some snow the last couple of days. I don't know if you guys oh, got wow. any over there. And April snow. And oh gosh, it's been rough. Yeah. Well, this you know whole quarantine thing super great, but then you mm-hmm. put snow in there and you're like, I can't go outside without being cold. I'm watching television all day. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh What's your show? What are you What are you going for nowadays? Right now, I'm watching a dumb show that my folk my my family is making fun of me for. It is a uh, It is an anime on Netflix. Okay. About volleyball. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Does it follow the same rules as, as normal volleyball? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, normal volleyball, it's international, buddy. International rules. Uh, Fair. So, okay. So, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it teach, if, if you don't know anything about volleyball, it's going to teach you pretty much everything you need to know. Um, so, you don't, <laughs> so you don't have to like volleyball to get into if you're, it? If, if you're confused about like the positions and how they like switch around or you know how you're supposed to serve from behind the line they teach you. they cover most of that stuff some of it you kind of have to kind of <laughs> like okay i kind of understand but uh but no they'll they'll uh they go through a lot of it actually so in a night my in a quick my big plan. thing on volleyball is uh touching the net you're not allowed to touch the net no. Like at any point, no, right? No, yeah, no. Okay, like when you spike, you got to be, or when you block a spike or something, you got to be net free. Yeah, sans net. Sans net. You know, okay. you you <laughs> you want to be Sandra Bullock in there and be like, I ain't got no issue with the net. Um, 
Yeah, but she did have a very bad I show. know. That's why she didn't get the point. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you hit the net on a play, then the other team gets gets a point. You give them, right. you give them a score. So you don't want to touch the net. Touch the net at all. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. And you can't touch. You can't hit the, the ball. Can hit the net as long as it's not on the serve. The ball can hit the net on a serve as long as it goes over. Really? Yeah. It's not a fault. In inter- no, no. Uh, it m- might be different in some rules, but international rules, it can hit the net as long as it goes over. Oh, okay. This podcast is about volleyball. B-ball. If, if you guys are just getting here now, which welcome, seems welcome. weird. I thought you would start at the beginning of the podcast, but if you're just tuning in right now, it's about volleyball. Um, speaking of volleyball, great Nintendo game, Super Spike V-Ball. Excellent. Okay. Um, I, I do not recall this. Oh, We were talking see, about Excite we, Bike today. Excite Bike's good. Uh, Excite Bike's all right. Well, th- we were just talking about Excite Bite is the one game as a ch- well, one of the games as a child that teaches you patience. It teaches you you can't just smash down A all the way. Right. You gotta you gotta let that bike kind of cool down, or else it's it's just gonna cool down yeah, you're for just gonna you. Eat, you overheat are, you, it, buddy, and that's gonna just yeah, yep, yep, yeah. yeah. The only thing I don't not, kids don't love kids love realism. <laughs> <laughs> They, lo- they love having, they love you know going and playing uh, off road and being like, man, tires are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They want they want to learn about you know issues with combustion uh, engines while they're mm-hmm. on their televisions. It's it's like that uh, Simpsons episode where the kids don't want to do yard work, but then there's that like. They go to the fair and there's the yard works. It's like, no, I want to do the yard works simulator. It's like, <laughs> but then I try to get you, you yard work. Uh, That's so excellent. Good. Excellent. How about a question of the day? Let's do it. I was hoping you would ask. All right. I've been thinking. Yes, sir. About some things. Ooh, dangerous. And my question. Yes, there are. There are. You know, topics out there that we do not necessarily want to bring up. But my question for you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about those later. (laughs) Or not. We Um, we can't mention them. My question for you. Yes. How cheap is too cheap? Had to pull that second P back. Yeah, popped it. Yeah, popped it. you gotta sweep the sweep the hand in front of the mouth when you say the mm-hmm. p to block it from the mm-hmm. mic. It's an old recording trick. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that was my that was my Asian girl laugh. Thanks. <laughs> um, How cheap is too cheap? Well, the, uh, my question is. It, and you might not have ooh a question for a question. You might have not a reference for this because maybe it's just this general thing, and you want to just see what I throw out. But I see two ways you could go with how cheap is too cheap. Like uh, how cheap is too cheap of a person to be. Okay. Or how cheap is a product that you should buy. 
Right. So if it's just like, oh my gosh, this car is only $45. It's got to be good. <laughs> like like that kind of, okay. All right. I see what you're saying. I don't know. I, you're I'm talking thinking, person-wise. I'm, I'm talking more on the scale of uh, the person because like, yeah, if you find a car that's decent enough for $45, you better buy that car. Like seriously. If somebody yeah. is offering you a Lamborghini right? Okay. and they're like, I don't want to pay this last parking ticket. You can just have this car if you pay off the parking ticket. Then yes, you you take that person's car. From well, right. Legally, you can get forty title and bill of sale. You can and, get more money for know. those tires, because we yeah. just learned on off road. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Lamborghini tires. Holy goodness! <laughs> but um, uh, but, yeah, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you clear. I'm glad we clarified just because I thought <laughs> if it, if the discussion was, do you buy a forty five dollar Lamborghini? Then I thought this is going to be a very short topic, because yeah. Obviously, yes. <laughs> do the <laughs> research, you. and if, I am not. <laughs> if you find something that's less expensive than it should be, you buy it, and yeah. then you sell it again. Um, so, so the question is for your own purchases. Yes, and and wheelings and dealings. Uh, how cheap is too cheap? I'm talking like that show on TLC, Extreme Cheapskates. Like, oh, I'm not. When, I'm not familiar. You are oh you okay. Let me give you some examples of this and yes um, okay. Inform so, me just a, just a minute. Yeah, so uh, some of the somewhat minor uh, things that people will do is um, they'll turn off their electricity at the breaker when they leave. Uh huh. So yeah. so they they shut off all of their electricity. So all of their appliances and stuff like that don't draw any subsequent power, and they just have a backup power source for their refrigerator. And so, or they just shut off all the breakers except for the one for specifically for the fridge. Okay. Um, stuff like that. Um, other things that people do is when they go out to restaurants, they bring um, they bring the their own not Tupperware, but like the restaurant clamshell styrofoam thing they bring like an extra one uh-huh. and as people are leaving and they see them like paying the check or when they've gotten up and like left the table before the bussers come they'll actually go and take the food or ask the people that are like you know writing the check they're like hey are you gonna take all those fries are you gonna like and they'll they'll ask for other people's food items oh my okay yeah um couple other things um this uh this one guy he doesn't use or he he bought his car like fairly new i want to say or probably brand new and he um has covered all like almost all the interior of the car like all the vinyl and the and the leather and everything he's covered it with like plastic and newspaper and he doesn't use any of the dials. They're all covered with plastic and stuff like that, like the AC and the radio and everything, so that when he goes to sell the car, it will be in, like, pristine, like, new condition, except for the engine that's just, like, has 800,000 miles on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. the interior is going to look new. If he... So he's driving around with, like, uh, 
newspaper wrapped around his steering wheel and on his shifter and on his seat and everything like that. Um, stuff like that. So, In my mind, if he bought the thing to sell it, then he should have just sold it as soon as he thought he could make well, he's he's trying to he's trying to hold as much value in it as he can, I guess. I get it, but still use it. So yeah, yeah. Or people washing their clothes in the bathtub while they shower, um, you know, stuff like that. So my question is, like, how how cheap is too cheap? What what measures are you like? No, nah, not worth it. <laughs> I, most of that stuff's not worth it to me. Okay, <laughs> like, like they are extreme. That's why they call it that. Um, okay, I think my philosophy with this, like, if you really need to save some money mm-hmm. and you need to get your finances under wraps, then you know, do whatever you need to do. Um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do, but. But do the research, you know, like if you how much money are you really saving if you take somebody's extra fries from. Oh, that's the thing wherever. they know. Yeah, that's the but how the best. But how much? The, well, that's the thing. The best part about the show is like they'll tell you they're like every time you run your dishwasher, it's two dollars and forty eight cents. Not to mention how much you're using on like the detergent and and everything. Like they know when you um, you know do a load of laundry, mm-hmm. you know and when you hang dry your clothes, you're saving eighty nine cents because of the electricity slash gas or whatever. Like they, the that's the thing that amazes me about these people is the people that are spending the money that are drying their clothes and putting it in for a second time because it's just a little too damp still. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't care and they have no idea how much it costs to run their dryer. But the people that haven't used their dryer in, you know, five years, they know exactly how much. It's crazy. Okay. Well I mean it's a little better if they know the math. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. you know but what are they doing with that extra money? Right. You know? Are they just saving it or 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 what like i think that's i think if you're being cheap to be cheap and you have no Mm -hmm. goal for that money then Mm -hmm. there's like no there's like no point to me right if Mm -hmm. if you're saving because you're crazy frugal but that's it you know you're just whittling that money away i guess more power to you, but do something with that money to make you more money. Like, like, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, right. Don't, don't be frugal to the point where you can like make your money work for you so that then you can not have to be as frugal and, and not have to worry about a $2 washing of dishes. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. That's, that's, that's how I view it, I guess. Like, there's no point in continuing to to go to like crazy extremes if you're if you're not using that money smart. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like it's a never ending 
cycle of, of that. I don't know. Right. Like we'll we'll say hypothetically, like if you want to live in like downtown Manhattan, uh-huh. you know, so your apartment is like two thousand dollars for like a one bedroom. Yeah, yeah. You know, something or other. Mm-hmm. And um you therefore only have like twenty two hundred dollars a month to live on, you know. Right. And so you got you gotta live on two hundred dollars a month. So you're you know washing your dishes at the same time as taking a shower or whatever, that kind of stuff. Like that makes sense. You're like, I want to live in this apartment. It takes up all but a little bit of my money. Right. So I'm I am just frugal for the rest of it because that is what I want to do. Or um, like you said, you know, we're going to pinch our pennies for a year and we're going to, you know, skip lunches. You know, we're not going to go out and buy lunches or we're not going to go out to restaurants and stuff. And then we're going to all go on a family vacation. Right. That that's a good, you know, that's the goal. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. If you live, I mean, and I, I'm sure most of these people don't start in a way where they're like, I, I have enough for my means and like there's no point in me saving any mm-hmm. of this money. Um, but yeah, but really once you get to the point where I – it really on my budget every month, it doesn't matter if I wash my dishes you know, every other mm-hmm. day or not in the dishwasher, then you should stop it. I don't know. That's me. <laughs> right. And maybe it's just because I'm not, I'm not great at that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's kind of a hard question. It is when a little you, bit because. start getting into yeah. it a bit. Because it comes with all different aspects of, of what you're doing, what you're buying, what you're, right. you're like, f- I mean, for instance, um, you just look at like food, you know. Right. Like for me, I have a hard time spending a lot of money at like a restaurant when I feel that I can make not the most, you know, like awesome meal in the world, but I can make a very decent meal myself. Right. You know, and going to a restaurant and getting some like I went to like a restaurant and it was like a family vacation and um, it was like overlooking the Grand Canyon, you know? So it was like this super expensive place on like the North Rim or whatever. Uh And the side salad, not even a entree, but the side salad was twenty five dollars. You have to go. Go find a McDonald's. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's the thing. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. I'm gonna it's like, yeah, but it's like the ambiance and it's this, this, this. And I'm like, to me, that's not if it's not worth it. It's not that, worth eating lettuce. Yeah. For if that was your dream if that's your dream, you're like, yeah. I've, I've heard of this restaurant. I've always wanted to go. And we saved money. We budgeted to go and eat at this stupid restaurant overlooking the Grand Canyon. Then not by all means. But if you're there and people, somebody's just like, hey, let's go over there. That's a no. That's a no thank you. Like, <laughs> Right. You know? If, and 
Mm-hmm. You know, if it's an anniversary or something, yeah, maybe go do it. But yeah, 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 nah. <laughs> that so yeah so. I mean, when I go to the grocery store and I look and I'm just like, oh, man, like peaches aren't on sale. I guess I'll just wait, you know, till like for me, like I don't like buying produce that's over like a dollar a pound. Okay. I don't know. That's kind of my threshold. Like if if whatever goes on sale down to like 99 cents a pound, you know, like if it's uh, oranges or peaches or especially like good like really good stuff like strawberries and stuff like that i'm like oh man like buy it like buy a crap ton (laughs) you know make some jam or something like um that kind of stuff but i don't know it's it's just very interesting because i think i i think i feel like you do where the goal is not to worry about the money Right. That's that's a good way. That's the thing. Yes. So if you go, if you if you were like, I'm gonna we're gonna save up for a year and then we're gonna go on a vacation. It's so that that vacation, you're not worrying about the money. Right. Like we sacrificed. We did our thing. We're all good. I want a churro. That's more expensive than it should be, but right. we're here and we're going to get a chunk of fried dough with sugar on it for exactly. $8. When I pass that guy with those that with those ooh, those fresh soft pretzels, you know I'm buying one. Yeah. Mm. Like and um and that's the thing is is you can be frugal in two different ways. I mean, you can right. do it to where, you know, your vacation is cheap. And so then you're just, again, you're, but hopefully you're just not worrying about it. Like right. when we did our train trip, one of the awesome things about it was pretty much everything was paid up front. All of our travel expenses were done up front and all of our housing and stuff was all just staying with friends and stuff like that. Right. So it was literally like, hey, I've already spent the money. We're here in Chicago. Deep dish pizza? Heck yeah. Exactly. Let's go. We basically bought food, and then there was like a couple of transit options where we had to pay there, I think, like the couple of the buses or whatever. But but that was basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I think, yeah, for me, it's it's just – and I guess one of the other – the other things for me about how cheap is too cheap or whatever, like I'll kind of put off buying something until I find it for like a good price. Right. Usually you're, like, you're good at that. Like 50% off for something that's functional and does what it's supposed to do and everything like that to me is the the green light. Right. You know, it it is it is the point where it's just like, oh man, I totally needed a whatever, say like a leaf blower, and you're like, yeah, but how often am I going to use a leaf blower? Am I going to spend like a hundred dollars on a freaking leaf blower? Ugh, no. Right. And then like you find one at a thrift store for like seventeen bucks, and you're like, oh, does it work? Oh, it seems to actually work. Okay, let's do this. Let's do it. Like, right? It feels. If, for me, that feels a lot better. So maybe that's cheap, but that's that's how I 
I like to do it. Well, I mean, there, there is something to be said about societal forces somehow have, you know, the something new seem mm-hmm. is held in so much greater value than something that you bought secondhand. Oh yeah, a new car like the one like the one and only owner versus you know buying a used car, right? <laughs> like and even sure. if it's the same, yeah, even if it's the same car, mm-hmm. like oh just a year later, obviously you mm-hmm. pull that car off a lot and it's depreciated already, like right. Um, but you know it's not that much worse in a year, and yet people are like ah oh, that's so you uh, I don't know. But there is some kind of stick stigma with with buying used things. Uh, oh yeah, anything like a car. Some people are like, "Oh, I don't want a car that like you don't know what's happened in." Or like, I mean, you go down to it like, "Would you buy a secondhand mattress?" And you're like, "Ooh, I don't know about that." Well, yeah, that's a little sketchy. <laughs> you don't right. know what kind of varieties of bed bu- bed bug bed bugs they've already had. Um, exactly but but yeah but like just the thing with like you know uh wearing hand-me-downs or whatever when we were kids mm-hmm. you know people were like well you're poor and you're like whatever it's not a this shirt's great what's wrong with you um right. and so yeah dude i don't mind buying a thing that's that's used but still will do the job for mm-hmm. a good deduction, right? Yeah. And I don't well, and and yeah. it goes with the same with like fixing or making something that I need. You know? Mm-hmm. Like that sounds fun. Like I'll do it. That's that's what I was saying thinking saying in my brain, meaning thinking as well <laughs> is is there there's also for uh for certain types of people out there the idea of Paying for something that you can do yourself, right? It, there's like this kind of duality there where I know that I could, you know, make my own food, or I could change my own oil, or I could, you know, style my own hair or whatever. But I think I got most everybody in that, right? That's a wide, that's a, that's a wide net. <laughs> sure. I was like, oh, my hair. Ooh. Yeah. He's like, what is he going to talk about me? <laughs> um, anyway, when uh, all those different services out there, um, people, it's just really a question of your, your time and your talent right. and everything like that. Like where if you feel that's like, oh, well, you know, I can make a, a grilled cheese sandwich, you know, just as good, if not more to my taste than this, you know, eighteen dollar food truck. Right. Now, you know, over or yeah, like why do I need somebody to help change my oil? I can, you know, like they actually charge more for the oil than I could buy it at, you know, wherever. Um, and it's like, and it's all it is is just unscrewing that little thing and bing bada bing bada boom. Right. But like the thing. And I don't know about hairstyling, so don't ask me about you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. But the thing about it is, people also pay for peace of mind. 
That's right. what that premium is. That's the, I bought it new and it has a warranty. I bought it new so I know it doesn't have, my couch doesn't have farts all in it already. Right. I bought it new or I bought it, you know, because like op- operable. When I buy that $17 leaf blower, it's like, you know, well, sometimes you're taking a little bit of a gamble and maybe it doesn't work, but maybe I like to take it apart and, you know, fix it and put it back together and all that kind of different stuff. And Well, yeah, and yeah. it's just the factors of like if I spend $17 now and it mm-hmm. lasts me two weeks to two months mm-hmm. or whatever – is mm-hmm. that worth it to me to be out that seventeen bucks in two weeks or two months mm-hmm. than it is to be out a hundred bucks right now on a new one? Right, right. That I'm only gonna that I'm you know gonna use a couple of times or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or even like you know you've remodeled a lot of the stuff you know in your your parents' house there, and you know is it is it worth it because it's just you know hiring somebody to do that. Or almost killing yourself by spraying <laughs> spraying in a closed room. Yeah, I say it was worth it, man. I didn't die. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, it's 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 an interesting world out there because everybody is a little bit different and even is in families, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see that where it's just like, Why did you buy this? or why did you spend so much on this? And it's just like, because, you know, I wanted it this way. And it's like, well, you know, we could have just done it, you know, that way. And it's just like, yeah, but it wouldn't be the same or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. Like everybody has a different value for practically everything. Right. For sure. For sure. So I would definitely say for how cheap is too cheap, it's for me, if it – if it's – it feels it just feels cheap you know like you just <laughs> like one of my things is like you know if you if you can kind of not to sound like you're you know it's all in the status or whatever but if it has like the feel of like yeah this is decent it's not top of the line but it's decent versus like this looks like it's made out of coat hangers oh no it is made out of coat hangers right oh so it's terrible <laughs> right Mm-hmm. Right. So, and yeah. And so everyone's going to hold, obviously, like you just said, a whole different value in different things. But like when people come to me and they're like, I want to buy a guitar or I want to buy a ukulele, like what can I mm-hmm. get away with? You know, are you talking about me when I asked you about advice of buying a ukulele? Uh, I mean, not specifically. <laughs> I I honestly forgot that you asked me. I've had so many people ask me that kind of stuff. Right. And and I'm always like, don't buy the cheapest thing you find. Like, like it'll. You want something you can play and doesn't hurt your hand and mm-hmm. doesn't like have dead notes everywhere. Like you want something that you can play. You can't learn on something. Well, you can, but it's not optimal to learn on something that doesn't function properly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I try to give some pointers on what to, what to look for to make sure that something is playable. Right. But you know, if they're like, well, give me a number or whatever. I'm like, you better not spend less than a hundred bucks. Like, mm-hmm. 
or you're, you're almost guaranteeing yourself that you're on a ukulele a piece of crap. If you're buying it new, uh huh. Yeah, I would say spend at yeah. least a hundred okay. bucks. Um, unless you know exactly what you're looking for, I guess that would be the caveat. And I will, and I, like I said, I try to tell people what to look for, but like, uh, there's just, there's just too much variance in quality under that price point that I've seen that Mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're looking for, then it's just a safer bet to get something a little bit more expensive that's going to last you a longer period of time. Now, when it comes to like an instrument versus like our leaf blower that we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. if my leaf blower that I bought for 17 bucks buys dies in two months, mm-hmm. but I was able to use it two or three times, like, okay, when, you know, because it's not right. something that I'm going to be using every day or whatever. But if you're buying an instrument because you want to learn or you – Learn before and you're picking it back up or whatever. You don't want it to die in two months. Like, like that's a waste of your money to go. You want something that will last you until you decide, well, I want a different one or I, I know what qualities I'm looking for now and I can go buy something else. Um, but, that you know, it just depends on what the product is and, and, and how you want to use it, I guess, that really mm-hmm. will help you determine how cheap is too cheap for that particular thing. So, um, we have not nailed it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That's you, you, everybody out there, you kind of have to ask yourself like all those questions, you know, like, are you buying it new because you love that peace of mind? Because I'm not saying that that's bad. Like, Oh, I've definitely bought things that I thought that's way too expensive, but I don't want to deal with it. So do it. mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah. And, I almost want to say, I mean, not to point out these weird, you know, dichotomies and stuff like that, but there's kind of a, there's also kind of a two, a two system part of that where somebody like yourself that knows, you know, the instrument that you're looking at that knows like what quality looks like, what this and this and this and how, you know, how much of a difference that makes you, you'll go for a better quality thing where, also, people that don't know anything about something will also try to go for that better quality thing because they don't want to have to fix it or deal with it or you know right. whatever. Like, right? They want the lowest. They want the yeah. They want the lowest maintenance thing. Where somebody that like yeah can pull a car apart you know with just like you know a screwdriver and a hammer and put it all back together with you know a little bit of extra tape and grease. Then they're like, yeah, give me that, you know, $45 whatever car. I don't care. $45 for, you know, a chunk of metal. Like, I'll take it because I know what to do with it and everything like that. And so I think that's that's interesting because if you're in that middle ground where you're like, like, you know, I think I know what I'm doing. But that's how I feel on like a lot of stuff. I'm like, I think I know what I want, but I don't. But I don't want to spend a lot because I don't know what's great quality and what's not so i'll just we'll go for the not so great quality (laughs) air on the side of cheap i don't know right well and it's just like if i think i could fix this then yeah you you error cheaper Mm -hmm. than the if it's a product project that you want to take on 
versus mm-hmm. saying even I can fix this. I know I can do it, but I don't want to. So then you, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But anyway, somebody write. I'm sure there are books and stuff. My favorite when you were talking about new cars. There's just this car commercial for like a used car dealership. And they're like, by definition, everybody drives a used car. I'm like, ooh, they right. got you there, yeah, you yeah, sucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got all y'all. <laughs> Someone definitely drove that car before you bought it. <laughs> well, not even that. Like, you you drive it off the lot, boom, it is officially a used car. <laughs> right. Yeah. You might have bought it new, but it is technically now used and everything. But Nice. Anyway, that uh, that is the question of the day, and that was a good one, long one. Yeah, that, so we're going to have to blaze <laughs> through the rest yeah. of this business. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but, what do uh, we got? Well, speaking of... Uh, Memories? Memories are good. I was trying to give my segue. Segue? Okay, I, 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 I might have it. Think, speaking of things that hold different value for different people, we oh. we both value going to the movie theater. Yes. To and s- it is to see a, a sad flick. time now. Right, where, where no one can go. That. Yes. But <laughs> They're still selling popcorn. Like you could go get movie popcorn to go watch your your trolls at home. Yes, exactly. Crazy. When you're yeah. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> so in this time of when we can't go to movies, we wanted to kind of reflect back on some of the movie times that we enjoyed, and uh, there was a time when we were local. To each other when we went to a lot <laughs> of movies mm-hmm. at the movie theater to support those hardworking movie makers, Mr. White, and, and those who owned and worked operated the movie theater. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Mr. White. Um, there was one summer, and you might have to remind me what summer this was, but we went to probably 2008, 2009, 2009. 2010 i don't know we went to mm-hmm. like uh oh well i'm thinking of my wife uh because you were gone at that point <laughs> <Aww>. sorry <laughs> wah, wah. but we well, no, 2009 was yeah definitely we went to a lot of midnight showings so not only did we go to support the movie makers we went on the first day available uh to go and see these shows and uh we had a sweet kind of gig uh, at a local movie theater that we went to a lot where they made it a whole shindig uh, to go and watch these movies and that was a good time. And that's the triggered memory. Thanks so much. That's the triggered memory. (laughs) That's all we have time for. Uh, So yeah, so just backing up just a little bit. Please. It is interesting to me how movies came out on Fridays, right? That's the day. Right. So they could get they can get that big box office weekend. They came out on Fridays and you know, you're you're in school or working on a Friday and so usually the first showing that you could go to is some kind of um, you know, later uh, you know, early in the early in the evening 
Friday showing. Right. Well, somebody, I don't know what the deal is with the studios or, you know, the the legal, you know, statutes or whatever of releasing a movie early. Movie theaters started saying, you know what? Like, technically, Thursday. Technically yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday technically starts at midnight. And so why don't we just have the showing at midnight? And that was like, that was when you knew that you wanted to see a movie. Like when you were like, I need to see this movie as soon as humanly possible without going somewhere else, (laughs) you know, without (laughs) traveling outside of my time zone. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to see it as soon as possible. And this was even in an era before, like, spoiler alert, this was at a time when you just wanted to go yeah and you would anticipated it and all this kind of different stuff and so 1201 was the time and then it got to be like 1201 and then there was like a 1230 showing and then there was this and there was that and there was multiple but that was usually like right started out with just that one showing thursday night and you got to make sure that you check your tickets because it's like really weird sometimes when you buy it because it's like oh well did i buy the thursday Midnight showing, or did I buy one for Friday itself, or whatever? Right. But one of the first ones that we really anticipated and really got to go to was Spider Man Three. Sam Raimi Spider Man Three. Yeah. The only, the only Spider Man Three at this point. That's true. That's a fair yes. point. None of the others have made it to three, so you can talk down Spider-Man 3 all you like. It still happened. <laughs> it's still the most Spider-Man. It's the most, most third of Spider-Man. all the Spider-Mans. <laughs> yes. But Spider-Man 3, and um, as you said, there was, there was this um, small company that got on the bandwagon of this thing, and they were called Fanboys, right? I think like so. Like fanboys.com or something yeah, like that. Something like that. And they um, worked with the the move the local movie theater and they came up with like contests and trivia and yeah. gave out they got stuff prizes. like donated to them. So right. So they had prizes and they had different things. Mm-hmm. And so in this era, which is not as common now. Like assigned seats are getting more and more common, but in this era, there, there that wasn't a thing. Oh, you got to line you up. You bought your tickets and you got to the theaters early as you could on Thursday, so you could get a good mm-hmm. seat at the midnight showing. And so people got in there. I'm so reminiscent right now. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they would open the theater up at like ten o'clock or something. So you're in there for at least an hour or two before the movie even starts. And so these people thought, what a better time. You know, there's no better time to entertain these people. Thank you for coming mm-hmm. to the show. Here's some prizes. Here's some games we're going to do. Here's these things, trivia and whatnot, um, to get you excited about the movie, but also so you're not bored out of your gourd sitting in mm-hmm. the theater. So uh, it was awesome. So uh, – Man, just this this one instance I just remember so well because we we bought the tickets as soon as they went online. Like as like it was like we were watching. 
I want to say it was like New Year's Eve we bought these tickets. Yeah. And it didn't come out till like May. So. Well, I think um, this was the first Spider-Man that I saw in the theaters. Is that right? When did Spider-Man 2 came out, come out? Spider-Man 2 came out when I was gone. So you were back. So Spider-Man 1 came out while you were gone. Spider-Man 2 came out while I was gone. So this was like the time because we're like Spider-Man 3. We're doing this. It's got Venom. It's got Sandman. It's going to be awesome. I'm not sure if we even knew that at this point. We, we bought our care. tickets. That was the <laughs> yeah. other part. Is it was like we're going to be there and it, and we're going to enjoy it no matter what. Yeah. So we bought our tickets. I, I think it was at it was at Vern's house on like New Year's Eve. And then we we waited and we waited and we waited. And when the day finally came, we had a Spider-Man playlist. Oh, dude. Yeah. We had We're... comics pulled up on like we had digital copies of the comics that we were reading in line and we were doing different voices. <laughs> Well, that's you the know, thing, dude. Everything. When you're in line, also you're bored, so you gotta bring things. I'm playing some "They Might Be Giants," this, their version of the Spider-Man theme song in line, and people are like, "Yeah!" And I was like, "Yeah!" Because this is the thing: this is like a mini little comic convention kind of thing, where right? Pe- like-minded people, like people, aren't there to be like, "Oh, Spider-Man sucks." No, everybody loves Spider-Man. Yeah, you're not waiting point. in line if you. <laughs> yeah. Don't give two craps about Spider-Man. Like, yeah. And so, um, so we're sitting there and, you know, doing all this kind of different stuff. And we're all, you know, psyched out of our minds for this, for this showing. And then these guys come in and they start, you know, getting the crowd going and doing trivia and stuff like that. And like, you know, we're winning t-shirts and, you know, trying to out nerd each other. And it's, ah, it was good, good, good fun. Good. Yeah, and the one of the best lines was when Mr. White, the manager of the movie theater, who we became decent acquaintances with, right? Um, he he's like, everybody, take out your cell phones now. Turn them off because everybody who loves you should be sitting next to you. <laughs> it was so. Good. It was so good. And we were oh, like, "You're right, Mister White." Beep, beep, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Put that in my <laughs> and pocket. So, yeah, and so it became this like this great era, and there like you'd see the same people there, and you know, Transformers came out about. Um, this was later, but yeah, this we midnight saw, thing. Yeah, dude, we saw so many the- movies at the midnight. Harry theater. Potter. We got to yeah. know one of the ushers. Were you there when we bought? When we bought, when we brought Chipotle into, oh yeah, you were there. Oh right. yeah, and we were like, yeah. hey, we we got to know one of these the workers that one of the ushers that worked there or whatever, and we're in his theater and we he he walked in front of us and we're like, hey man, we're gonna do a Chipotle run. You want us to grab you something? He was like, oh yeah, and so we like came back to the theater with I make, all I these burritos. Wage, like, yeah. <laughs> we were like, here you go, buddy. He's like, you guys have no idea. Uh, <laughs> And they um, didn't care, you know? Yeah. It was so awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, so they did these different contests and stuff, and there was a couple of different ones uh, that we saw, like the Fantastic Four, um, not Fantastic F- Fan Four Stick, which was, well, uh, 
but the like the Fantastic Four movie, uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer came out, right? And um, they had different contests for that you had to get a team of four, um, and you came down to the front right. of the movie theater uh, and everything, and they, they had, had different contests. Mm-hmm for each one of the members of the Fantastic Four. Different mm-hmm. games that yeah. your your team had to compete in. And uh, this guy who always did it, Mark, who was hilarious. <laughs> Mark was awesome. Great guy. He, he basically got to the Invisible Woman and he's like, I don't have a good one for this. I've been racking my brain. Um, and Brandon's like, yo, I got your game right here. <laughs> he's like, what? What is it? Um, and explain it. Explain the game. So it's where you and someone else stand face to face, your feet about shoulder width apart, and you're about maybe like two feet away from each other. You put your hands up like you're, um, you know, just straight out, uh, you know, palms out in front of you, and you try to just push the other person over, but you're only allowed to hit their hands. And so it's this thing about balance where. If you push too hard and they give, then you're going to fall forward. If you don't push hard enough and they push hard, you're going to fall backwards. So it's just this – and so it's the force field-esque game right. where you're just like that's what she does. Is she, you know? And so we're like, this is it. And Jordan and I just stood up and we're like, just do that. And he's like, I know exactly what you guys are doing. Okay. And he like you know, got all the people together to do that. And we're just like – it's like, Mark – why like why aren't we working together <laughs> like why like we are here every time didn't he like, give you something for for suggesting the game yeah yeah and yeah um then do you remember terminator genesis uh, no i mean i remember going to the movie i don't remember so what you're referring the contest to. the contest they had for terminator genesis they went through the different movies mm. and um, they they had I can't remember all the different contests, but they kind of went forwards and back. So the the last one they did was from Terminator One, where you had to cl- crawl across the floor with only one arm. Uh huh. Like you know, dragging you know right before spoiler alert, Terminator gets crushed by Sarah Connor and everything. Right. But so I volunteered for that one and. I don't know. It was people were very slow. <laughs> like, I like got to the other end. I got to the other end of the theater, and I stood up, and everybody was like halfway across, and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, and then Mark gave way to Rodney. Uh, was it Rodney? Uh, what was that guy's Ronnie? name? Rodney. Ronnie. 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 Yeah. He wore purple shorts oh. once, and I called him Grimace after that. Um, <laughs> um, oh, Ronnie. Yeah, so Mark left to do his own thing. He moved to California or something. Mm-hmm. And his company kind of stopped doing the thing, and this Ronnie character had kind of started to try to get his way in while they were still around. Uh, and once they kind of left, he kind of weaseled his way in, and he was not good at the whole thing. Just compared oh, yeah. to Mark, you know, if you if we didn't have Mark to compare him to, it probably would have been okay, you know. Well, the but problem with Ronnie, he was. If I can jump in here, yeah, he was not a fan. He wasn't a fan because he also didn't theme it, like 
Right. The thing about Mark's whole shtick was it was all about the movie or the franchise that you're seeing. Right. So if it was, you know, like like I said, he went through all the Terminator movies. He went through, you know, each one of your four team members had to represent a person of the Fantastic Four and you had to compete against other teams. Right. Just that individual at a time. Spider-Man, um, we did Spider-Man trivia. Spider-Man like movies. Comic Terminator, books and all that stuff. Yeah, Transformers yep. and stuff. We were watching the we were watching like the Wolverine Origins movie. Yep. Origins Wolverine, mm-hmm. X-Men's Origins, whatever it's called. You got it. And, You're close yeah. enough. And he's asked he asked the question, uh, the trivia question, what movie basically has the same premise as Terminator? And we're like, what? Like, Terminator's Terminator. Like, what are you talking about? And I, like, raised my hand, and I'm like, are you talking about The Matrix? He's like, yes, thank you. And I'm like, by the confused look on everybody's face, like, why are you even talking about either of those movies right now? Right. Like, sure, we love movies, but come on, man. And There's like, plenty of X-Men stuff to talk about, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it was just, yeah, he was he was just a disappointment in general. Yeah, I can't remember what movie we went to see, but I remember he was given some free, like, local wrestling tickets to give away, Uh which we were like, this has, again, nothing to do with this movie, so why do we care? And he had some wrestling trivia that he did for, like, to win the tickets. Right. And we were like, please just get off. Go away. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) The only benefit there is the one person that cares about wrestling that knows the answer. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, goes to the right person, so yay. But, uh, but it was you're not enhancing our experience of this movie, which is what the mm-hmm. whole thing was. Anyways, um, we get off Grimace. I'm sure he's having a fine life somewhere, quarantined. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> he's not going to the movies anymore. Uh, no. But. No, and it, well, I will, okay, I will say this. He was the one that and that ultimately ruined that operation, that midnight mm-hmm. movie operation. So, uh, after a while, Mark actually came back and was starting to kind of do those things again. Um, but, uh, but then all of a sudden it like stopped. Like, we went to a midnight movie, and there was nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I was working shortly thereafter at Jamba Juice, for those who enjoy a tasty <laughs> smoothie. Um, this is time number two, or? Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for, yes. <laughs> um, Mark came in, and I was like, dude, you're Mark, what's up? And he's like, huh, how do I know you? And I was like, Midnight Movies, bro. And he's like, yeah. Um, (laughs) And so we talked for a second, and I was like, yeah, whatever happened to that? Why did that stop? And he was like, "Uh, do you know Ronnie? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) He's like, he he went, he wanted the gig. And they came back, and they kind of took the gig away from him. And he wanted Away from Mark. Or away from Ronnie. Away from Ronnie. Because okay. Mark had come back and they were trying to kind of get that kicked in gear again. And mm-hmm. he went above the ownership or, or 
the management of that particular theater to like the Cinemark gurus above them and said, we want to run these events. We we want to do it. And they basically were like, what events? And he was like, oh. Uh, basically, Mr. White was doing it under the radar. They they weren't really allowed to do that, apparently. Right. And so they cracked down on it and basically ended it. And that Yikes. and so and it was all Ronnie's like uh, greed that he wanted to to do those events that they died. So shout out to Mark wherever you're at. We miss you, bro. Yeah. Midnight movies never the same. But anyways. Um, um, you 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 brought up your wife at the beginning. Yes, as you obviously went to a lot of movies with her. I remember particularly though, it was Harry Potter six. Uh huh. I had gotten to Harry Potter five and a half uh-huh. at this point through the books, and I was the one that got off the earliest because, like we said, you got to get to the theater. Especially if you have a group of people that you want to sit with, right? You want to see with. So somebody has to be there. And this is one of my fears that I guess is kind of going away where I would like, I always thought I was going to be the guy that went to get the tickets and sits in line for three days. And nobody sits, nobody gets in line behind him until like an hour before the box office opens. Right. And you're like, I just wasted three days of my life. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I I got to the theater because I I I had I worked at the bakery, and so I was up at four, went to work, got off at like noon or something, right? And then I went to the movie theater, and I just sat there in the sun reading the last the, i mean reading book six trying to finish before midnight and you guys showed up at like eight or something like that so i sat there for like eight hours and i was yeah. just so dead and we watched the movie and then i had to go to work again at four <laughs> so we got out we went to start the movie at midnight that's a long that's movie a, too yeah that is that is a, and so i literally just went straight back to work slept on the couch in the break room for like an hour and then turned around and did another four, eight hour day yikes was, that was midnight movies like that is what it's that is what it's worth yeah man <laughs> Uh, was that the one where the line basically wrapped around the movie theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that line was crazy too. But everybody was like dressed up. I mean, we were so wife, psyched yeah. that you got there, Danielle. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like, and I did. I literally finished the book like as we're walking, as we're walking into the in. theater. Like they opened the doors at whatever, like you said, about like ten o'clock when all the other movies, like um, the theater, like you know. Uh, opens and they're changing the reels or whatever and like i'm sitting there like reading by each of the outdoor lights as we continue on and everything and i kind of fell asleep during the movie not gonna lie it was like it's like when they're getting one of the horcrux in like the middle of the lake or whatever i don't know oh i could see yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i could see that yeah. when they're going for the ring yep exactly yeah so that that was a bygone era because I think I want to say um, I almost want to say 
things like Star Wars like caused it to where they're like, we're just going to have multiple showings on Thursdays. Well, I, I don't know when they started it when they were just like, uh, yeah, you guys can do early showings on Thursdays. It doesn't even have to be at midnight. Yeah, like, exactly. You can start at like 7. We don't care. I don't know what I want to say it's like they happened. started releasing it in, like when they started doing it in like China and like other places in the world first, they kind of just opened it up. They were just like, uh, it's midnight somewhere, so enjoy. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I could so. see that, I guess. But, um, yeah, man. So now you got with your, with your assigned seats and multiple showing, multiple showings, like early on Thursday. It's not as Mm -hmm. big of a, I mean, I still go if I can, but, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the, it's not the same, the sacrifice to get there and Mm -hmm. do it, you know? Well, here, um, at, for, uh, Salt Lake Fan X. Um, and everything they do showings and they have like a specific fan X showing uh-huh. where we go and we do trivia and we give out prizes and we do a costume contest and everything like that. So it's very much all of Chris's jokes are all on theme <laughs> and everything. Cause he gets, it. we get it. Like right. people love a lot of different stuff, but you can guarantee that everybody in that room loves Whatever, whatever you're, you're about to do, right? Whatever you're about to see, and people want to be in that mindset. They they love to just like you know yeah. have those 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 things kind of. So it's it's still a market, but like you said, it's it's just not like like again. You would see the same people every time because oh those yeah, were, and that that was the one opportunity to do it. That was right. the midnight showing for that movie. So. Then right. it's like, yeah, like I said, and then it was like, oh, well, there's a 12.01 and then a 12.05. And I remember one time people bought the wrong tickets and we're like, no, we're not going to be in the same thing. Like, Right. Uh, it was a big thing, man. But, uh, yeah, I I had a couple of – this guy where I used to work with Dan, like uh, – that was like the only times I'd ever see him. I just run into him at the midnight movies and be like, "What's up, Dan? What you doing, man?" Yeah. <laughs> Shout mm-hmm. out to Dan wherever you guys are at. Yeah. So, anyways. So yeah, um, hopefully we'll be back to theaters because I think uh, I don't know. It is it is like the theater experience has become so so i don't know refined i guess i want to say like from like the seating and the food and the sound and the this and the that and everything like that like you know sure more and more people are getting like you know 4k tvs and you know um all that kind of different stuff but yeah i think i don't know movies are gonna have a hard time coming back Maybe it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit maybe with all these early releases and people watching at home, yeah. but it's not it's not the same it's not the same as getting in a whole room of like minded people who are there to enjoy that movie, mm-hmm. get the audible oohs and ahs and gasps and laughs mm-hmm. at the jokes and and uh, oh to the Stanley you know <laughs> yeah the, uh, oh yeah cameos and whatnot. We, it took me like two or three times watching 
Spider-Man 3 to get what he said because everybody just cheered right. when he came on. Right. And then you don't realize it that you should have cheered for what he said. Right. More than anything. Is that the one where he's like, I guess the- one person really can make a difference. Enough said. Enough said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a couple of things he might have actually wrote. <laughs> right. Classic. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Anyways, yeah. Uh, so that's that. If you guys have some memories of going to midnight showings, let us know what movies they were in. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be interested to know. We probably saw some of the same. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, hit us up at our email and twitter and whatnot <laughs> okay uh tag what's new what is your new well this uh this last week we we tried to fell a tree in my oh folks yard if you recall the ginormous bush tree thing in the front of my parents house on the corner you're right Yep. Right, it has grown too big and is crazy unruly, and uh, we decided mm-hmm. we're going to chop that thing down. So, my dad was gifted this uh, chainsaw from somebody. We have <laughs> okay. no no idea how long it'd been sitting or whatever, but we busted it out. I did some research into what we needed to get and what we needed to mm-hmm. do to get it started up. We got it started up. We started going at that tree, probably about. 15 to 20 minutes in um the little so you are you cutting branches oh, to get to the oh this yeah. is a bush this oh is, yeah this is like you're not you cannot see the trunk no yeah it's a bush so it goes all the way uh, the branches go all the way down to the ground so so at first we're just hacking off the little branches to get back mm-hmm. to the big ones or basically make ourselves a you know, front portico or whatever, so we can get in there and start <laughs> chopping them down. Um, okay. And uh, and about, like I said, 15, 20 minutes, we're going. We're cruising. We're chopping mm-hmm. stuff off. And uh, my dad and my wife are both out there, and they're holding branches and stuff for me. And I'm, I'm a, like, legit lumberjack <laughs> at this point, chopping mm-hmm. this stuff down. And the little primer bulb... I stalled it at one point. I got the chain a little stuck or whatever, and I stalled it. I went to uh-huh. start it back up, and uh, I was like, oh, also we're out of gas. So we put some gas in it, and I went <laughs> to start it back up, and I gave it a little primey prime, and the little primer bulb, you know what I'm like talking about? Like the little about? thing you push on? Right. It was like... so old oh. that it disintegrated. Just crumbles. <laughs> Just crumbled to pieces. <laughs> And uh, and now we're just leaking gas everywhere. And we're like, we probably shouldn't start <laughs> this thing. Mm-hmm. So so we put it on hold. We order some uh, some replacement primer bulbies, and we get it. And we're like, yeah. So we we install it in. We're good to go. We get it back up and running. We're doing more stuff. We're starting to get to the bigger branches. We're cutting some big branches down. We I should send you a picture. There's a we have a good amount of it done. Um, we run out of gas. So it's just me and my dad at this point, and we're going, and we've probably been going mm-hmm. 20, 25 minutes or something. And we run out of gas. So we're like, okay, let's go put some more gas in it. We go and put some gas in it. I hear a sound. I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> it sounds kind of like air or something, and then gas just leaks out the bottom. Okay. And we start looking at it and whatever, and the lines, the, tube, oh, just... the tubing that went to the bulb has also now disintegrated. Ugh. And so gas is just going everywhere. So we have we haven't finished the tree because we have to like <laughs> rebuild this. We either old. right. We either need to get a new chainsaw or we need to buy some tubing and try to reinstall it. So I'm not hmm. sure if we've decided how cheap cheap is too cheap as it comes to <laughs> fixing and or buying this chainsaw. So hey, if you got a chainsaw, just Try it out at least, you know. Well, it wouldn't be terribly hard except there one of the we tore it apart. Right. But one of the tubes, the tube that goes into the actual gas tank to pull out the gas from, you know, from the primer bulb pulls it out of there. Mm-hmm. You can't physically see the the protrudence where the the tube would connect to. It's, okay. it's like tucked back in this place and we're like, we don't know how to get, we don't know how to mm-hmm. assemble this enough to get to that thing. Right. So that's the biggest issue. If we can't see it, there still could be a remnant of tube around it, which we would definitely need to get off. Right. Um, of the old tube that we're, possibly ripped or something um so yeah i don't know if we can't see it it's like i I don't know if we can't get to it what are we gonna we can't really do it so Mm -hmm. i don't really know what we're gonna do but maybe we'll try to fix it and or rent a chainsaw and i think that's what my dad's leading towards just renting one and then uh you know Mm-hmm. testing it for COVID-19. If it's clean, then <laughs> we'll cut down the tree. So right. so that's what we're at. That's where what's new with me is that I am a lumberjack, apparently. But we're learning a lot about chainsaws. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's uh, the new with you? So new for me is... Um, so you've you've had... Um, like orange chicken, like Chinese takeout orange chicken. Oh, I imagine I absolutely have. I, it was very strange. You said you've had, and I automatically thought of Susie's cheesy dip. I don't know why. I was like, he's gonna <laughs> ask me about Susie's cheesy dip, but it, but it was also something orange, and that was orange chicken. And I am a big fan of orange chicken. I will. Uh, Often when I go to a new Chinese restaurant, I will say, give me your orange chicken. I want to see how it stacks up with orange chickens of the past. Oh, 100%. Like, I I 100% agree with you. When you discover a new Chinese restaurant, you need to evaluate. Like, orange chicken is the safest bet on it will be decent enough to eat. Right. Most likely. (laughs) Right. Um, like sweet and sour chicken or sweet and sour pork and sweet and orange chicken are basically the go-tos of like, let's figure out if this place is even worth it. Right. And then you go for like some lo mein, 
and you know kind of continue up the up the ladder there because if you go straight for something like you know Mugu Gai Pan or something like that, and they just are just bad. Like, right. Mugu Gai Pan can be either really good or just awful. The worst. Yeah. And, but like, Orange Chicken can be like, eh, or, oh, super good. Right. So, yes. So, you've had Orange Chicken, and I'm assuming you've also had Lemon Chicken. I have had Lemon Chicken, yes. I'm a much more of a fan of the Orange Chicken, mm-hmm. but a good Lemon Chicken, yeah, give me some. I'll have it. Well, we, after having bought a huge bag at Costco, I went ahead and did grapefruit chicken. What? Yeah. So I will have some. (laughs) Yeah, I've got plenty of extra sauce. (laughs) Um, But yeah, grapefruit chicken. I was like, uh, you know, well, we don't have lemons, we don't have oranges. Well,. We got this. We got sixteen grapefruits. <laughs> it can't be that different. You guys went right? heavy on the grapefruits. You missed the toilet paper aisle and bought yeah. lots of grapefruits. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I've, I, I will say this: I have never zested a grapefruit before. Oh yeah, um, and everything. But I mean, it's it's pretty much just, it's just as, the same, right? As much, yeah, and. Uh, but the same kind of principle. So I went and just looked and I found like, if you Google orange chicken, it's just a million different variations and recipes and stuff and copycats of Panda Express and everything like that. If you Google lemon chicken, you get probably half, but it's still like thousands of results. If you Google like grapefruit chicken, you get like a whole chicken recipe. Like where you like, season it with like a whole chicken when you roast it uh-huh. grapefruit and like one grapefruit chicken type Chinese restaurant, you know, really? kind of thing. So at least when I did it. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, basically I'm just going to take one of these orange chicken recipes right. and just replace it with grapefruit right? and bada bing, bada boom. I mean, it works. You can definitely, it definitely just, is is very com like very similar to both lemon and, and it's just like just the hint like a tiny hint that you're like if you didn't know it was grapefruit chicken you wouldn't really know it oh really but um, it's not super tart or anything no I mean um, I use I use probably a cup of grapefruit juice and a pretty decent amount of zest yeah uh, and everything but. Um, but yeah, it uh, it worked out, and it was you know fun little experiment, and I you know I'll make it again. I got like I yeah. said, plenty of sauce in the freezer that I can just yeah, batter I'll and have fry some. some chicken up. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, that's my my quarantine type uh, nice. made up recipe of just like oh well, we got chicken, we got. Rice and we got some grapefruit. Let's do this up. Classic, dude. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Way to go. You're winning. You're winning <laughs> yeah. this quarantine thing. Um, I got some uh, some sourdough starters. Did that, you really? Uh, I I I'm going. I have a rye um, started and a uh, and a regular whole wheat, um, and they're going a couple of days now and getting some bubbles. Nice. So that's 
gross and exciting at the same time and the fact that you can just be like oh yeah just combine water and flour and guess what stuff grows in it <laughs> right yeah but nice uh, man that uh that should be fun yeah let me know how that goes yeah i mean it's uh I, i've i've tried like i've gotten like so, like you remember when i made amish bread like every day yeah Yeah. Amish bread was like this terrible curse (laughs) because like it was so good it was so good but none of the people yourself included (laughs) that love to eat it would ever take any from me to make themselves so i had just copious amounts of for whatever reason <laughs> too cheap to just start throwing it away because that's the thing is you you feed it, it for like grows. a week or whatever yeah. and then you split it into like four you keep one and you give three away and then you make whatever and then you continue this whole cycle but like i just was ending up where i'm like i have to make like three loaves because or not three loaves but like um whatever they're basically cake. <laughs> they, have, they have like instant pudding or whatever. But I have right. to make three of them all the time. And people are coming over and we're playing April Smash and everything. And I'm like, oh, everybody wants some Amish bread? Yeah. Uh, uh. And they and it's like, oh, you want to take it back home? and make, No. I don't want to like what? You, you like put stuff in it like every day and then you just like, no, that sounds too much like too much work. I mean. So I'm like. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. In, in defense of myself, I'm still not like a huge cooker baker in general candlestick maker <laughs> i am the least candlestick maker of all three of those things but uh, uh you know now i'm like oh there was value in that but at the time i was like that sounds hard i'm gonna have some pizza rolls and call it a day right <laughs> oh man but yeah like but i mean and to be fair if you had taken it once, then you're in the same boat as me. Right. I'm like, hey, Where... Brandon, do you want to take some of this? You're like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's funny because it is something that you it will just perpetuate itself. I mean, because – And so it's like once you've saturated all of your friends with Amish bread and they've saturated all their friends – then you know it's the COVID nineteen <laughs> bread, and the same thing with like sourdough and stuff is like right. as you as you're doing it, you're supposed to um, ditch like half of it, right? Right. And some people like say just like oh just you know make yourself a sourdough pancake, you know, and it's like oh that actually makes a lot of sense. But other people are like yeah just throw it away, nobody cares. Right. It's just it's like you know, three cents of flour and like, you know, half a cent of water and stuff like that. So it's like nothing, but it is interesting. It is the point of throwing half of it away, of of ditching half of it. Like what's. So the, um, you have to keep on feeding the yeast and bacteria. Right. right? Um, but it just grows too big. Well, it just – the amount you'll need for bread is like – it's like 25 grams or something like that. But in order to get a good yeast culture going, you have to feed it 
something like you know 100 to 150 grams a week mm. and so you're you're growing or you're you're feeding it a lot more than you're going to use and so unless you want like the Amish bread problem <laughs> where right. like, if you unless you're making 12 loaves every week then you're just going to just run out of space in your jar or whatever by the time you get to making bread and so they just say just throw half of it away gotcha. um, because the other problem and this is one of the problems I had when somebody gave me uh, too much sourdough starters they didn't they weren't throwing it away and they gave me some in this big bowl um, this like big Tupperware bowl uh-huh. but then if you're also if you have that much yeast then you have to also add a ton more uh, feeding like a ton more flour and water to feed it so it just also gets bigger and bigger because you know if you have let's say you know 400 grams of this starter and you only try to feed it 25 grams it's gonna you it's it's not gonna survive on that so you have to feed it like the same amount like right. you, have to feed, you have 400 grams of whatever 400 grams of flour for every you know gram for gram basically and so if you're not ditching half of it then you're automatically doubling oh wow my dog just made a really weird noise (laughs) she's having a dream over there and it's she just went (laughs) i've never heard her make that noise before but yeah so uh you feed it um whatever it weighs and so if you're ditching half of it you're using less to keep the culture alive and everything like that because the the big one it, it started starving and so it smelled like um, nail polish remover Ooh. just like like acetone it was gross so we threw it all away because people were like oh you can still save it just you know just feed it and stuff like that and we're like um yeah <laughs> we're good um, um, um we're pretty good so um, but yeah, so we there will be bread next week, and that is exciting. There shall be bread. Mm-hmm. Nice man. Well, goodness <laughs> sakes, we've had ourselves an episode, haven't we? Yes, I think it's been great. And... We've talked about some cheap moves, some late movies, and yeast, and yeah. lumberjacks, and. Yes. Uh, and the other thing that you're talking about. <laughs> grapefruit chicken. Grapefruit chicken. Oh, and I still, just because I forgot it doesn't mean I don't want to try some. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, we appreciate everyone out there in uh, TV land for tuning in <laughs> and uh, and listening to our babble. Hope you guys mm-hmm. are enjoying it. Hit us up with some messages if you want. Input. Back to us on our show. We love it, and we don't get very much of it. So send it our way. T-A-G-G-N, Brando, at gmail.com, or at Twitter, blah, blah, blah. It's the same. And Instagram. And Instagram. Look at our mm-hmm. pictures. Maybe we'll post some. So I posted some. <laughs> good. I don't have yeah. Instagram, so I can never check it. And that's, that's on me. But uh, anyways... So thanks mm-hmm. a lot, everyone, and I hope you enjoy your solitude. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe, be good, all that stuff, and uh, we'll uh, talk at you next time.
Okay, bye everybody. Bye. <laughs>